What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Just when I finish my to-do list. We need more chips, Mom. Honey, I need a lot of chicken. Something else comes up. That's when I use Instacart to help get everything we need from BJ's Wholesale Club. Delivered right to our door in as fast as one hour. And then finally I can relax. I think we're out of toilet paper. Time for another BJ's order. Download the Instacart app or visit instacart.com to get $10 off your first order using the code BJ's Wholesale 10. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $35. Additional terms apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. On this episode, we discuss the latest movie news from October 18th to October 24th. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. This is Anthony. And this is James. This is Movie News 21. Wow, that's a lot. I figure we have to start off with some of the most tragic news we've heard in years with uh, Helena Hutchins, a cinematographer who was accidentally killed on the set of the film Rust. Alec Baldwin discharged a prop gun that caused the death of the cinematographer and also seriously injured director Joel Souza. Production has been halted for an indetermined period of time, and this is shocking news. It's it's unbelievable how something like this could happen on a set. This was her first, I want to say, like major film she was working on in terms of like a pretty solid budget. She's got a star like Alec Baldwin in it. So it's it's horrible. It's devastating news. Um, she was a mother. She was a, a wife and many friends, and, you know, she's had a budding career, I'm sure. So it's, it's really, really tragic. Yeah, and it's a tragedy, and a lot of people don't totally understand that prop guns, they still hold some risk and some danger when being used on a set, even though there isn't an actual bullet in the cartridge, you know, there's gunpowder in there, there things can get, you know, just like little bits of, you know, any kind of material can get lodged in there. And also the gas that is expelled from the um, combustion of the gunpowder can cause a dangerous incident. Um, and so they're not 100% safe in order to get that effect. So, extreme caution needs to be taken on sets and it seems as though something like this maybe it wasn't a hundred percent perfectly done by the prop master by the prop team there could be some negligence involved there will be obviously an an intense investigation so unfortunately it could be somebody's fault um, but we will find out yeah there's actually a bunch of reports coming out but there isn't a ton yet but so i read one where there's actually a bunch of issues with the crew. They actually even walked off the set an hour, a couple hours before the prop gun incident happened and the death occurred. 
and they had been for a couple of days and weeks now. The crew had been protesting their working conditions and safety conditions on the film. Really? And according wow. to a crew member, I don't know if it's fully confirmed, there had been several misfires of the prop gun that were used the day before and two misfires on the Saturday and one on the previous week during filming. So whoever was in charge of the prop department or the prop guns, I think I heard the it was the AD who handed Alec Baldwin the, the gun and the, the final person to hand him the gun. Obviously, it's not Alec Baldwin's fault. It's oh, horrible yeah. that he caused somebody's death and almost killed the director as well because the actors have nothing to do with the props. They just yeah. get handed the props. They're yeah. not in charge of the props. That's an entire department people's jobs that's that's what they do so the actors are not responsible for situations like this at all and i think a lot of people i saw online were confused about why would he be pointing a gun at the director and cinematographer and you get think about like shootouts you see in movies oftentimes there are so many shots of you know the direct the actor you know pointing a gun towards the camera not like even at it in just like in the general direction like right of off the camera. camera yeah happens and probably most shootouts they have more than anything shots of the actors pointing in the direction of the camera. And so, behind every camera, there's yeah. a dozen people. Exactly. You know? Maybe even more. Sometimes with bigger crews, there could be hundreds of people. But this crew was a little bit smaller, so it looked like there were maybe two dozen people on the set and crew. And also, like, the, the crew will, will be spread out behind the camera in different different areas. You know what I mean? They're not all just, like, in a tent 20 miles away. They're, they're all in the general area. So it's not ridiculous to think that, you know, he could injure somebody who's on the set. So that's why... You know, the director and the DP, who are vital crew members, were in the general vicinity of where he was aiming. Yeah, and cinematographers don't always operate cameras. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Some even use uh, camera operators. Like, even Deacons, like I would say, ha we talked about before, half the films, he's the cinematographer, but he has someone else doing the camera operating themselves. I don't know if Helena was operating the camera. I'm, I'm sure she was, but again, it's like just a, a gunshot that we've seen a million times in films of just, it's like right off camera pointing there, so... That's why he was pointing in the direction of the director and cinematographer. Yeah. Again, horrible tragedy. I'm sure more information will be coming up, but it seems like the set was a mess and being horribly run in very unsafe conditions. And ultimately, that falls upon, I mean, yeah, the prop team, but also if they were making, if they were protesting about safety standards, then that comes up to the director and the producers of the film and eventually the production company involved in actually making the film. So there will be people who, who will face repercussions for it sure. Seemed, I'd be surprised if this film even continues shooting at some point. Yeah, it seems I like it will it. probably get shut down permanently, yeah. especially if there's negligence involved. Like I don't mm -hmm. think they could ever come back from that financially or even anyone would want to come back to work on the film. Mm -hmm. All right, um, let's move on to box office. So Dune just came out. Obviously, we've been hyping this up for about eight months now, and we saw it. <laughs> You guys know. And it had an excellent Thursday night, 5 million Thursday night preview, which is fantastic. That was better than Halloween. That's only like two or three screenings max per cinema at nighttime only. Then Friday was a 17.5 million opening day, which is the highest Warner Brothers HBO Max same day release because they did it in theaters and on HBO Max same day release. That's the highest so far. And it's already over 130 international besides that. So I'm very happy about so far the direction of the box office for doing in the reception. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I thought it was going to pull in 30 million. That was my guess. Yeah. And even, you know, we, we know a couple people who work at, at, at um, Warner Brothers, especially in the marketing department, and they were worried. They were concerned. Like, Warner Brothers wasn't sure. Are we getting enough? Of, are we spreading the word about this movie enough? Do people even know what this movie is? And they were very unsure about how this would perform. But 
this is a gigantic success because you can estimate that it will end up pulling in at least forty million from this Friday because you can double the the weekend. The f- you can double the Friday by two. You, I mean, yeah, you just double the Friday and you'll get the estimate. So it'll be between I would say forty to forty five million for its opening weekend, which is really amazing guarantees for sure. They're gonna make a sequel that will also be in theaters, and I think this is also really great news because. This is a an orig- a great property. It's, there's no superheroes involved. It's not a brand, really. It's not, it's it's not, not Marvel. Star Wars. Yeah, it's not Marvel. It's not DC. It's not Star Wars. It's not Disney. I think that you know we saw this, and you, if you saw our review, you saw how much we love this film, and I think it's a really, really good sign that this film made so much money. And also, all the people who've been sending us DMs and messages that they saw it in IMAX, and they're so happy that we recommended it to them strongly to do that, and had an amazing experience. We're so glad you did that, and I'm, I'm we're so happy you enjoyed it as much as we did because IMAX is the freaking bee's knees, especially a movie like this. Yeah, we're going to see it again this week. I know we hype up IMAX a lot, but that's because it deserves to be. I mean, people, you watch it on your phone, watch it at home or whatever, but you can't top IMAX. Mm-hmm. Um, the French Dispatch also had a very good Thursday night. It's only open on 52 screens, made 555000 which is pretty solid for just the minimal screens. We're actually going to go see it. We, well, we're filming this on Saturday, but we saw it <laughs> Saturday afternoon. And we'll do like a little mini review about that soon. And Wes Anderson movies make a, a lot of money. They're, I think this is going to be a big success as per, well. Per theater, yeah. yeah. So they're projecting a, almost like $2 million for the opening weekend, which is, again, a limited release. And per theater, that would be one of the highest of the, of the year so far. But th- with this kind of movie, they're going to roll out to more theaters next week and then even more the week after. So it's a slow rollout where... Like you said, 52 screens, and then next week it will probably be like three to 400, and then maybe they might hit 1,000 screens by the week after. Very exciting, awesome news for his new film. Also, last weekend, Halloween hit 50 million. They're at 67 million total worldwide. Bond hit 24 million, 456 total worldwide. Venom hit 19 million again. Venom's still killing, 288 million worldwide. Wow. In the last duel, unfortunately, 4 million last week, 10 million total. We saw it, and we have a, a, a review coming out this week. We thought it was excellent. It was yeah. one of the best movies we've seen all year, and it was. It's. I wish people would go see it. It's a really important movie to to watch, and it's totally relevant today for sure. Yeah, and it's that's a big disappointment because the budget was a hundred million, so it's going to be a big, big loss for that studio for for Fox. So they're obviously they're, I mean, they're owned by Disney now, so they're kind of protected in terms of failures. But it was disappointing to see how poorly it performed. Yeah, hope I, I hope people go see. I it, think man. it just came out a wrong at a wrong time. Like there are a lot uh, of hopefully big that's it, and hopefully we're not seeing like the death of period pieces. No, I, it's it's got to be because you got Halloween, Bond, Venom, and Dune. How do you compete with that? Yeah, you know what I mean. These are all releases that usually usually would have their own two weeks at each box office. You know what I mean? Like one will like. They'll be sporadically spread out across the summer, but right now they're all coming out within the same month. So I think it was just it was so overwhelming of a box office for it to compete with them. They, I think they should have released it for December. Yeah, what the average person goes to see five to eight movies a year. Yeah. They should have gone for a Christmas release. I think it would have performed better. Uh, oh, well. Any, well, they, maybe they didn't want to keep compete with Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get to some news. So Hayden Christensen is going to return as Anakin Skywalker in Ahsoka, the, the series. So I wonder if it's going to be... While he's Anakin, or will he will it be as he's Darth Vader? It has to be while he's Anakin because then in the TV series he he is uh, ah Ahsoka is his Padawan and he trains Ahsoka. He's kind of old now though. He still looks young, but he's like twenty years older than when he was Anakin. Almost. Yeah, it has been a long time. Um, and I think they'll you know they can CGI yeah. it and make him. Look he still young. looks he still looks like a young guy. He's got yeah. good genes. But either way, Hayden Christensen is like. 
Thank you, Jesus. I got Obi-Wan and this. Thanks, Star Wars. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> Thank you, Disney, for buying Star Wars and, and just making a million shows out of it because I have been out of work for a while for the most part. And he's going to be getting paid. I mean, he's every, uh, Anakin is one of the most loved characters in Star Wars. Like we, He's, he's gigantic yeah. on TikTok. He's, he's beloved now. It's yeah. too bad because he got such a bad rap for like a decade, but like the last 10 years I think has been very good to him and his character. Yeah, so good for Caden Christensen. I'm glad he's going to get uh, Hayden Christensen. What did I say? Caden. Did I say Caden? Yeah. <laughs> Good for Hayden Christensen. I'm glad he's getting back into it, and I, hopefully he can, you know, redeem himself a little bit. Obviously, Tackle the Clones was not a great performance, but I think Revenge of the Sith is a much better role, and I, I'm excited to see him back. All right. Also, Ryan Gosling will be joining Margot Robbie's Ken in Barbie, the movie, which is going to be written and directed by <laughs> no, Greta Gerwig. Said that confusing. Yeah, sorry. And she'll, he's, he'll he's be joining be playing Ken. So he's Ken in the Barbie movie with, with Margot Robbie. It made sense if you listened. <laughs> it sounded like the movie was called Ken. Margot Robbie's Ken. <laughs> no, he'll be Margot Robbie's Ken. Yeah, his her Ken. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Possessive. Yeah. Plural. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be directed by Greta Gerwig, and she's writing the script with her husband, Noah Baumbach. So I'm pretty excited to check this out. I think Greta's a great director, two phenomenal writers. So it's going to be awesome, I'm sure. It's going to be black and white in Brooklyn. <laughs> 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 Honestly, like, would you have cast two any two other actors in these roles? They're obvious choices. As soon as I saw the news for Margot, obviously, but then Ryan came out the other day. I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, who else were you gonna get? It's Ryan Gosling, and I, I, I bet we're gonna, he, he's gonna play it for laughs. I bet he's gonna be very hysterical. I'm curious the the tone. I'm really curious what it's gonna be like. I know what. Getting Greta and Noah, it's very interesting, and I think they want that paycheck, too. <laughs> well, I bet they have a cool idea. That Mattel paycheck. They, they must have a cool yeah, idea. but they're both great writers. That's what I mean. So what a, what, a, what a great couple for being writing, for yeah. a writing team. Yeah, that's you know awesome. I mean? That's awesome. Um, oh, there's a new trailer for Uncharted, Tom Holland's new film, tra- film for the Uncharted video game adaptation. And it looks pretty good. It looks obviously, I mean, it, for fans of the game, it looks like it's pretty on spot on, for, but for me, I wasn't really sold on it. I I, I wasn't blown away by it entirely. It, it seems like a it seems like a rock action movie. Yeah. It seems like a Dwayne Johnson action movie. It's it kind of looks like Jumanji in a way. And also, I would just say I love Tom Holland, but he still looks like he's seventeen. It just see, he seems like out of place in this world. I think for me, him and Mark Wahlberg look like they are related, but yeah. they're not. Like uh-huh. he looks like he could be his son in this. Yeah, movie, he does. Yeah, but I, but they're not related. So like, I was like, is he his son or not? But I'm sure. I'm sure the fans of the of the game are gonna love it. Tom Holland fans are obviously gonna stand over it. Um, I'll, I'll watch some more trailers. We'll check it out for sure. But you know, it looks like a good time. Yeah, it looks like a fun time at the movies. Yeah, there's no superheroes. Yeah, he seems like he's Spider Man still. Though. Yeah, <laughs> that, that ending stunt sequence when he's jumping through the air on the back of a plane. It's like is, that's is not he, physically possible. Is he Peter Parker still? But I mean, a, that's tough even for Spider Man. Yeah, to do. but like a Dwayne Johnson movie in Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those stunts where yeah, it's like that's, that's not what possible. I mean. It's like a it's a Dwayne Johnson action movie. That's what it feels like. Because if you're jumping off of that, you have to be jumping like 600 miles per hour. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, Mark's done some crazy stuff in movies too we've seen it a bunch of times off obviously mission impossible movies but it seems pretty pretty insane yeah, yeah, yeah. anyways damien Ch- <clears throat> no actually hold on before that emily blunt got cast in oppenheimer oh nice she'll be starring opposite killian murphy i believe she's playing his husband i, I can't remember which one which character she's playing was. his husband i mean his, <laughs> his wife <laughs> sorry which is great i i love i'd love to see emily blunt in the chris nolan universe so this i yeah. think she perfectly fits his films and aesthetic and storytelling so i think she's gonna be phenomenal yeah two two british icons right there for sure for the leads it's gonna be great and then uh damien chazelle's new film babylon and rap filming 
And this is going to star Brad Pitt and a, a, another a great cast about the silent film era and its transition into talkies. Zac Efron and Russell Crowe are teaming up to embark on the greatest beer run ever with Peter Farley, Farley directing. Um, it's a da- adaptation of the book of the same name. So sign me up. I mean, I think Russell Crowe is hilarious. I think The Nice yeah. Guys is a very funny, underrated movie. And, I mean, why not team up with another big Hollywood name like Zac Efron, who's also funny like Ryan Gosling. Zac Efron's strength is comedy. Yeah. You could see from the the comedy he's done with Seth Rogen. And- yeah, I think that's one of his best movies, actually. Yeah. The, was it The Neighbors? Yeah, Um yeah, neighbors. Yeah, yeah, and Russell Crowe, like you said, he's super funny in interviews and stuff. Is this going to be like a? I wonder if they're father and son. That would make sense because so, the age difference is so big. So big. Who knows? Yeah, I haven't seen the. I haven't read the book yet. But. Yeah, I, I would love well, to. I'm see. not going to read it. But. I, I'm, I'm happy to see <laughs> Russell Crowe get get smashed. <laughs> <laughs> There's a record breaking Wonder Woman roller coaster announced at Six Flags. This thing is going to be 13 stories tall. And reach speeds of 58 miles per That's hour. That's high. It's going to be wow. called Wonder Woman Flight of Courage. will open at Six Flags Magic Mountain next summer. Oh, that's near us. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty cool. Awesome. And then DC Fandom in 2021, it tripled last year's viewership numbers. And, you know, obviously it was helped by the release of the Batman's trailer, the Flash's trailer, and Black Adam's trailer. And so clearly DC is building an audience again. And this is a good sign for people you know, getting excited for their brand. And I think they they're heading in a new direction that people like. I yeah, I, I'm still upset that they're abandoning Henry Cavill at the altar of Superman. But you know, the Batman looks amazing. The Flash looks really cool. So we're gonna get some new heroes as well, like Sup- I mean, uh, um, Supergirl. And then who else is in that movie that's new? I mean, obviously, Batman's coming back. Michael Keaton. Imagine if Christian Bale shows up. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, I'm pretty excited for all those films. Black Adam looks sick. Yeah, that, I want to see that Black teaser Adam. looks really cool. I want to see him kill a bunch of people. Like that when he, awesome. he holds that guy's throat, he yeah. just electrocutes him until he turns to skeleton. a skeleton. Yeah, pretty wild. Pretty amazing. It seems like Dwayne was perfect. And I like how they didn't re- they didn't pull his hood down to because I think people are curious: is he going to have the hair? or Is he going to be bald? So I, think I think he's going to be bald. Yeah, I think he'll be bald. But it's, we'll see. It's his brand. But they're hiding it. When was the last time you saw Dwayne with hair in a movie? Um, the, uh, I don't know, maybe Walking it's, Tall. It's like, it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, walking Tall, maybe. But that or was the, still the, his... um, the Tooth Fairy, I think was the last one. But that was still his real hair, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, he's And still... that was like 2009. Even earlier, yeah. That so, was a long time. So this is brand. he's just, he's just a bald, bald I know, guy. but I'm just curious if they're gonna have, cause he has that like vicious V on Black Adam, and that's iconic, so. I doubt it. I think it looks silly. Yeah, I, I think he looks best without hair. Yeah. Um, there's a new trailer for a movie called Ambulance. This is directed by Michael Bay. It's an intense action thriller starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Yawa Abdul-Mateen II, which we saw a trailer for the other day at theaters when we saw The Last Duel. And it looks pretty good. It's like just two brothers, two buds executing one of the most ambitious, ambitious heists in L.A. history. When I watched the trailer, it's, it seems kind of generic. It's a Michael Bay action movie. Uh, people need to rob a bank. One wants it for money. Wants it. One, the other person needs it for medical bills for their family. It's kind of like after I saw this trailer, maybe ten thousand scripts that people were writing in Los Angeles just went out the window because it's the same idea. But you know, it's Michael Bay, Mike Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, is is a huge actor right now. He's in a ton of stuff, so it's probably gonna be cool. Yeah, it looks like. I mean, Michael Bay is great at shooting action, so I mean, I'll definitely tune in to see this. And it must be a pretty good script for Jake Gyllenhaal to get involved. And it's always nice to see Jake doing like hardcore action and as a villain. Yeah. Like, an antagonist and, yeah anti-hero for sure but um yeah but like i said about ten thousand scripts just went out the window in los angeles <laughs> god damn it i wrote about rank robbers who needed money for medical bills god damn it <laughs> and then 
Uh, Hulu released a date for in the first images for Chloe Grace Moretz's new project, Mother Android. This is directed by the Batman screenwriter, Matt Sintomlin. Looks like a really cool sci-fi um, experience, and we'll be keeping an eye out for that. Chloe is definitely one of the most talented actors of her age. And then the final bit of news, The Continental, which is going to be a prequel of the John Wick series, cast um, Mel Gibson, I think, is the lead actor oh, in the film. Which lead I, actor? I, or one, oh. of the, one of the leads, which is... It says, it, yeah. I was a little surprised when I heard that because I didn't realize... I know Mel has had a resurgence, but I didn't think he was, like, forgiven completely by Hollywood. I, I wasn't expecting to see him in a, a mainstream project. Yeah, like like John yeah. Wick. Like, he does his, his independent films. He's been in some stuff here and there, but I, I'm a little surprised by this. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean... Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I we'll mean, see what it looks like. I mean, I'm I'm curious what the public opinion. He's, he's is a very on. divisive guy right yeah. now. You know, I, I don't think a lot of people want to see him in the John Wick prequel series. I I feel like they could have gotten someone else. No problem. Oh yeah, they could have gotten pretty much anyone they wanted. I bet. But you know, we'll what, what's that? Who does that stand up joke where like how long it takes uh, Hollywood to forgive somebody? It's like uh, seven years. I think it's Melanie. Or something. <laughs> I think it's Melanie. Yeah. Or... <laughs> Because they're talking, because obviously Mel Gibson's horrible uh, racist rant that he went on, yeah. and it took like seven years for him to get back into Hollywood. So yeah, it's an odd choice. I don't know if I would have done it. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, even though it has been a long time, it it was a very very bad anti-Semitic rant. So we'll see. All right, that wraps our movie news for this week. Stay tuned. We have some excellent stuff coming up for this week. We have costumes for episodes. We, we dressed up for two of these episodes on Monday and Thursday. The, they're going to be excellent episodes. Monday is going to be a ton of fun tomorrow. It, we had a blast doing it. Mm-hmm. We dressed up for... It, it's a, I'll give you a hint. It's a director spotlight, but we won't tell you who it's on. It's a spooky director it's a spotlight. Spooky, yeah, spooky. <laughs> Alright, anyways, have a great rest of your Sunday, everybody, and talk to you later. Bye. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today.